Hello and welcome to another episode of It Ain't Over Till It's Over. So on yesterday, the NBA draft and leading up to the NBA draft, a whole lot of a whole lot of trades um, that involved draft picks. So we'll go with the trades first. Um, because, well, some of the picks were involved in these trades. So, um, so the Lakers got Dennis Schroeder, the Thunder got Danny Green, and the 28th pick in the draft, in this year's draft. So, who do you think won this trade? And obviously, I'm going to say the Lakers because the, the Thunder just they they basically just traded for Danny Green and traded him to the Sixers for Al Horford. And Danny Green's really good. I mean, um, I th- I do think Dennis Schrader is 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 better than people think, and I think that um, maybe he could be. Uh, kind of like a, a day-to-day point guard for the Lakers because Rajon Rondo is kind of too, getting older, can't play like a full season at full strength, full you know full minutes every single night. So Schrader could could carry the load during the regular season, and then Rondo, who's always thrived in the playoffs, could be fresh for the playoffs and and you know sort of mentor uh, Schrader. For the year that's my theory yeah so um that's a that's a pretty good theory um so the trailblazers and the rockets um uh had a trade um the blazers received robert covington who i'm pretty sure is a former 76er um uh, the Rockets received Trevor Ariza, the 16th pick in this year's draft, and next year protected first round pick, which I don't really understand what all of that is. But then obviously you probably heard about this. Um, the Bucks traded for Drew Holiday. The um, the Pelicans got Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, um, the 24th pick. Um, a 2024 pick swap, 2025 first-round pick, 2026 pick swap, and 2027 first-round pick. So, the Bucks taking a huge risk here, giving away their starting point guard and their backup guard, I guess, um, for, you know, Drew Holiday, who maybe isn't worth that much, along with all, all of this, all of these picks that they may actually need. Um... Uh, and it was all to make Giannis happy. So, um, minor, minor trade. The Knicks received Ante Tomich and the 23rd pick in this year's draft that was yesterday. The Jazz received the 27th and 38th pick. Um, uh, so not really much to say about that, but like I said, the Thunder just traded Danny Green um, along with Terrence Ferguson to the Sixers, they got Al Horford, Vasilij, 
I'm going to say this wrong. I think he's like Bosnian. Vasilage Mikic. Yeah, I don't know that one. <laughs> it's unpronounceable. Probably because, I mean, I, the Sixers are my favorite team, and I've never heard of him. I mean, um, the 34th pick and a 2025 first-round pick. Um, the Houston did a trade-for-trade trade away. They traded to the Pistons, Trevor Ariza, and um, Isaiah Stewart. Um, along with cash considerations for a future draft pick. Kind of pointless. Um, well, before we mention this next trade, we should also talk about... So the Suns received Chris Paul. They gave away Kelly Oubre Jr., Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, and someone else, along with, like, two draft picks. Mm-hmm in the next couple of years to the Thunder. I don't know who someone else is, but, you know, just someone else. Um, so, the Thunder traded Ricky Rubio over... So, Chris Paul is now on the Suns, if you haven't heard that yet. So, Ricky Rubio went back to the Timberwolves, where it all started. Oh, man. Um, also, the 25th pick and Jaden McDaniels went to the Timberwolves. Um, the Thunder got Alexej Pokusevsky in return, who is the 17th pick in the draft. Um, there was a three-team trade, which apparently is way more common in the NBA than the MLB. Um, the Clippers got Luke Kennard and Jay Scrub. The Nets got Landry Shamit and Reggie Perry. The Pistons got Ronnie Magruder and Sadiq Bey. So, I mean, that I was I keep saying this. The Nets, I mean, the Nets won this trade. They get Landry Shamit and give away what? One of these draft picks in Ronnie Magruder. I mean, the Pistons gave away Luke Kennard. The, the Clippers gave away Landry Shamit. And the Nets gave away Rodney McGruder. Wow. He's, he's not as good as those other players. And, and then they got Landry Shamit. I, um... Another very minor trade, the Knicks and the Timberwolves. The Knicks got Emmanuel quickly in the 33rd pick. The, um, the Wolves got Leandro Bomaro. Um, another minor trade, the Nuggets. RJ Hampton and the Pelicans get a future draft pick. Um, then the Pistons got Tony Bradley and a third in the thirty eighth pick, and the Jazz got future draft considerations. Um, Grizzlies and Celtics, Desmond Bain to the Grizzlies and future draft considerations to the Celtics, the Clippers and the Knicks, Daniel Turu to the Clippers and twenty twenty three second round pick to the Knicks, and then. Um. There are lots of minor trades. The Thunder received Vic Crunchy. Um, the Wizard, 
the the Washington Wizards receive Cassius Winston in future considerations. Now the Washington Wizards, it's Wizards, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely win the award for the team in the NBA. I, I think about the least, which is strange because you kind of like the Wizards. I guess they're they are pretty easy to not think about though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I'll just skip all these. So, alright, the Mavericks got Josh Richardson and draft pick who turned out to be Tyler Bay. Um, for Seth Curry. Now, this is, the the Mavericks definitely won this. I mean, Josh Richardson is better than Seth Curry. Um, so those are, those are the trades. But then we should also talk about, um, Clay Thompson. Um, so, Clay Thompson suffered a knee injury right before the draft, um, and it was all already uncertain if he would be as good once he came back, but now there's a, will he come back, and he, he probably won't come back during this, it's, yeah. it's an injury that's bad, but combined with tearing your Achilles, or whatever it was he tore a year ago. It's well, no, a year ago during the finals, well, more than a year ago during the finals, he tore his knee, and he was out all last year. And then he was, you know, just rehabbing to try to come back, and apparently he's torn his Achilles, which usually means you're out for an entire year again. So he could be out that's for what, two. That's what Kevin Durant had, right? Uh... I think Durant did have an Achilles, yeah. So Durant missed all of last year's with a torn Achilles. Achilles. Heel. Um, so, a, it's an injury that um, usually means you miss an entire year, and b, it's an injury that a lot of times when people come back from it, they're never quite the same as they were before the injury. So, it's pretty, pretty troubling for for Clay. Yeah, I. I always thought Clay Thompson was overrated anyway. Um, he has carried the Warriors through some pretty incredible playoff games, so... Um, well, you know, they had... They definitely won him back. Um, the true star of those Warriors teams was the man who did it all. Well, maybe, maybe Kevin Durant fits under that, but Andre Iguodala, totally. I mean... Um, so anyway, to get to the, to get to the draft in general, um, what I expected was LaMelo Ball to the Timberwolves, Lonzo Ball's brother, then James Wiseman to the Warriors, and Anthony Edwards to the Hornets. Those were the three guys who kind of stood out from the others, and then Tyrese Halliburton, Sadiq Bey, and Denny Avdija, guys like that, to kind of be in the top ten, too. Guys like that. I don't know. Um, the Timberwolves got Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, um, uh, with the first overall pick. Um, the second pick was still James Wiseman. Some people think the Warriors should have... Well, the Warriors were planning to get James Wiseman because everybody thought that LaMelo Ball would already be um, 
uh, taken by the wolves, but I think the warriors should have rethink this a bit more and been like, oh man, although Lamelo Ball may not be a superstar like James Wiseman could be, he also has um, a higher floor than James Wiseman, and maybe we should get him because you know it's certain he'll be a he'll at least be a role player. Um. And you know you it's never searching with James Wiseman. So that so that left a pleasant surprise for the Hornets, Lamelo Ball. Um uh the Bulls expected to take Tyrese Halliburton. Instead they took a guy named Patrick Williams. Yeah, never heard of him before either. Um the Cavs, Cleveland Cavaliers. Went with Isaac Okoro. Um, uh, the Hawks on Yika Kongwu. Um, another center there. Uh, I'm pretty sure Anthony Edwards is also a center. Pistons, Killian Hayes. Wait, is that... It's two Frenchmen in a row. Um, the Knicks, Obi, to Obi Toppin. The Wizards, Denny Avdija. The Suns, Jalen Smith. The Spurs, Devin Vassell. And then the Kings finally selected Tyrese Halliburton. He was expected to go fourth overall. Instead, he went twelfth overall. I mean, this is this is kind of strange. The Pelicans, Kyra Lewis. The Celtics, Aaron Nesmith. The Magic, Cole Anthony. The Pistons, Isaiah Stewart. Um, the Thunder, it was the Timberwolves pick. Um, Alex Edge Pokusevsky. Oh, he played in Serbia. Um, the Mavericks, Josh Green, the Pistons, Sadiq Bey, who I thought should have been at, like 10th overall or something like that. Um, that was the Clippers pick. Um, uh, the Heat, Precious Ashia. I, I cannot pronounce this guy's name. Precious Ashiua, something along the lines of that. Um, some, uh, they weren't making a lot of noise about him when they were predicting mock drafts and stuff, but now they're like, Holy cow, this guy's good. Um, so maybe this guy's good. Um, 76ers went with Tyrese Maxey. Nuggets, Zeke Naji. Or Nanaji. I don't know. Or it could be some totally different thing. Timberwolves, Leandro Bomaro. Nuggets, RJ Hampton. Knicks, Emmanuel Quickly. Celtics, Peyton Pritchard. Jazz, Udoko. Udoka Azubiki. T-Wolves, again, Jaden McDaniels. Raptors, Malachi Flynn. And to, cap, uh, to end the first round, the Grizzlies went with Desmond Bain. So, um... So, that... that, that that's the draft order, and since there's not really much to discuss, because this was a kind of weak draft, and 
you know, no, no huge surprises. Um, let's let's just focus over a bit to baseball. So, so we've got two players who everybody is, or we've got an executive and a player everybody is talking about. Theo Epstein's old news. He stepped down for the Cubs. We won't talk about that because it's old, old news. It happened like three days ago, which makes it old, old news. Um, actually, it happened like two days ago, but still old, old news. But yesterday, Robinson Cano, year-long suspension for the second time in three years, drugs, steroids, um... Stanozol, whatever it is. So, it's a year-long suspension with no pay. And this also means the Mets might have to go after a second baseman. And what do you think that means? DJ LeMayhew. Yeah. Um. Crosstown trade for Crosstown... Well, he is a free acquisition. agent. Acquisition. Uh-huh. Um, the Rule 5 draft is coming up. So, The Athletic, um, lots of great cub- coverage from their local writers um, of, uh, of who to protect and who to leave out there as bait and stuff like that. Um, uh... So, um, let's just... Do you, um, do you think, I think everybody agrees that Robinson Cano pretty much lost any chance that he has at the Hall of Fame with his second, uh, suspension. Um, do you think if this had not happened, he had any shot at the Hall of Fame? Well... Um, I still think he has a chance. I don't think he'll make it, but he he still has a chance because, I mean, his best years in the Yankees, no proof that he used steroids. Um, no proof that he used steroids in 2019. He started off disappointing, ended the year amazing. Um, I don't think he should, um, but then there are so many people out there who, who you know, want Roger Clemens to... To be in the Hall of Fame, and want Barry Bonds to be in the Hall of Fame, and steroids don't necessarily help you all the time. I mean, there's a people like Nelson Cruz who were hurt by it and were inspired to not use steroids, and look how that turned out. Um, I've heard theories that steroids just stay in your body. Um, if so, you shouldn't use steroids multiple times. You shouldn't even use steroids at all. Um, I think it's less about them having an advantage. I mean, since in the steroids boom, everybody used steroids. So nobody had. I think it's more about just not being responsible. And you don't deserve, you don't deserve that honor if you go around taking drugs to try to get 
to try to get stronger and better. And although it may not help you, it's still attempting to cheat. And you just, you just, um, you just can't get into the Hall of Fame when you could have been partly helped by drugs. And the fact that you use drugs at all does, I mean, um, uh, I remember when we had that fake podcast, we created like tiers of how close to the Hall of Fame that person is. And we should do that in our next episode. Um, uh, but yeah, like I was, like I was saying, um, um, and yes, that does mean I don't think Jeff Bagwell deserves the Hall of Fame. I don't think Pudge Rodriguez or Mike Piazza gets, uh, should be in the Hall of Fame. Because they did use, they did use drugs. Tim Raines, Tim Raines used cocaine. I mean, uh, there are lots of people we don't know about. And then there are those people who didn't use steroids. And I don't think Kurt Schilling should have a case. One, because he's a racist jerk, sexist jerk. A Trump supporter. You know, he... (laughs) You... In order to be in the Hall of Fame, you should at least... You should, like, have a mind. You, You should... I don't know how to phrase this, but, um... I... I think to be in the Hall of Fame, you have to... You have to have, you know, like, heart for those people, for some people out there. And you also, I don't don't know how to say this, but, you know, Kurt Schilling, he's just a mean jerk. And mean jerks don't get to be in the Hall of Fame. And the second reason why he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame is because, if you didn't notice... His career wasn't those brilliant six years long. His career was like 20 years long. What does that mean? He had 14 years of horribleness. Absolute horribleness. Maybe not horribleness, but there are some years, I can tell you, he was horrible. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to look him up on baseball reference to, to just get the exact stats. And, man... His his Twitter account is called President Elect Kurt Schilling. I mean, seriously, this guy is a dumb jerk. Like, just as bad as John Rocker, who was off his rocker all the time. Um. All right. In his first ever year. Well, yeah, he played exactly twenty years. Um, let's see, in his first ever year, he had a 982 ERA. In his second ever year, oh, normally they'll improve. No, 623 ERA. Didn't get much better. 1993 and 94, ERA is well over 4. 4, or 
1993 was 402, but 1994, 448. And he had just a bunch of these average years, 2000 with the Phillies. Lots of people thought he was a superstar, 391 ERA. And then he had these six shining jewel years. When I look at these stats, I think this guy was good, but he's a dumb jerk. And he, these, are, these are good numbers, but they aren't legendary numbers. And legendary numbers are, are what should get you in the, into the Hall of Fame. Which is why I don't think Ray Shock should be in the Hall of Fame just because he's a white sock. Who played 27 years in the majors. Something like that. Well, I know he can't have played 27 years in the majors. Because the record for most years in the majors is 27 on the dot. Um, by Nolan Ryan. But, um, I think he now has a case other than him being a dumb jerk. Because... Mike Lucina, a lot like him, had a couple really bad years, had a couple really good years, majority just above average years, decent years. Mike Lucina did not deserve the Hall of Fame, okay? What? This, this get, he didn't have Hall of Fame numbers, just like Kurt Schilling doesn't have Hall of Fame numbers. But still, he has a chance. And and maybe slightly less of a chance because Mike Messina was nice and Kurt Schilling's a dumb, mean jerk. And yes, I would love Mike Messina. I, I love that Mike Messina's in the Hall of Fame. And I would love if CeCe Sabathia are in the Hall of Fame. But we're turning this into a, oh, you have, if you're nice, you make it into the Hall of Fame, even if you don't necessarily have legendary Hall of Fame numbers because of the rule number five in the Hall of Fame. Meanwhile, the rule number five was meant to keep people like Cap Anson and Kurt Schilling. I know he's not elected yet, but he probably will be. And Rogers Hornsby. Um, those people out of the Hall of Fame. And look, uh, there are lots of there are lots of unpleasant racist people in in the Hall of Fame. Um including Billy Martin. He's not in the Hall of Fame, but I mean I know he deserved great consideration and don't get why he um uh I think if but also not only they're they're looking for pe they're looking for people it, it with this rule i but I, I the what's the whole point of the hall of fame uh, the veterans committee i mean they just you bill james um, once wrote an article about how Frankie Frisch, former Giants player and Cardinals player, manager of the Gas House game. Anyway, Frankie Frisch was in the Veterans Committee. 
Then, like, a couple years later, like, half of the Veterans Committee were, like, former Giants players and executives. And it was, like, seven 1920s and 30s Giants were elected through the Veterans Committees in, like, three years. And it was, like, okay, only one of these people deserved it. And and then, with the Negro Leagues, they, they call themselves experts and they don't include Buck O'Neill Buck O'Neill Buck O'Neill is the Hall of Fame Buck O'Neill is Buck O'Neill is what you should think of when you think of baseball because you don't want to think about someone like Kurt Schilling or John Rocker or Aubrey Huff all those mean jerks all those dumb jerks. You want to think about someone like Buck O'Neill, who's just, who, it's just pleasant to be, it's just, it's pleasant to be, like, just a couple feet away from him, and, and talking to him, and I get that with Mike Lucina, which is why I'm not totally, totally going mad right now, that Mike Mussini is Mike Mussini is in there. I get he was the hero of a bunch of people, but you know, I I don't think you. I I think for the Hall of Fame, it's just a joke because you okay. You have to have that Rule Five personality. It means if you use drugs, you use drugs. If you are a racist. You were a racist. They're out of the Hall of Fame. That doesn't mean nice players get an advantage. Maybe just a slight advantage. But that's meant to keep those mean players out of the Hall of Fame. So, then you have to have Hall of Fame numbers. And when I say Hall of Fame numbers, I am most certainly not talking about High Pockets Kelly and Ray Shock's numbers. They don't they don't they weren't even good. I mean Ray Shock was never good. He never he was on the Black Sox. He was that num number eight hitter. And you have to you have to put up good stats. And Ray Shock is did not have a great personality either. He's probably best known for punching Eddie Seacott in the face in a movie. <sighs> so yeah, you need to have good numbers and you need to have and you need to have a personality that t- wasn't totally totally like you know, totally Kurt Schilling or yeah. Aubrey Huff. Yeah. Um We'll wrap this up. We should probably wrap this up, although there is some breaking news. Do you want to announce this? Have you already talked about this or heard about this? Oh, no. Um, Gordon Hayward has just became a free agent. Wow, they were they were looking to trade him. Um, I, I really want the Sixers to, dra- to grab him, but yeah, that's, that's pretty big news. Um, so, uh... Well, I think the next podcast we should do is that players by team and like how close they are to the Hall of Fame, getting into the Hall of Fame. And 
we'll do that tomorrow. So that's going to be November 20th, 7.54 p.m. Wait, no, but that's exactly tomorrow. Tomorrow, but, um, yeah, we'll just do it on November 20th, Friday, November 20th, 2020. If this podcast becomes so famous that people actually want to, like, listen to every single episode. Um, which I really hope you didn't listen to the first few because those ones weren't good. Anyway, bye-bye. And, wait, just one last thing. Maybe we shouldn't record this, but, um, when does NBA free agency start, officially start? I don't know, because the calendar is all strange this year because of COVID, so. Mm. I think it's tomorrow. It might be. But then I thought the NBA draft was tomorrow, like a week before it happened. So don't trust me. Bye-bye.